If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is Duke Nukem, and when I'm not out slaying aliens and saving Earth's babes, I'm listening to Podcast Unlocked. Hail to the podcast, baby! Podcast Unlocked. Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, Marty Sleeve, hey. Alana Pierce. Greets. So much to get to, and yet so little to get to. Mm-hmm. But those so little things are so super men- exciting, so, so big things. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't follow it. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking that. about. Those are words. <laughs> uh, so yeah, a lot coming up today. We've got an interview with Jeff Bartram, who is a name you might not know. He is just a, he's a member of the Xbox community. He's out there talking Xbox a lot. You may have seen him on online, but he uh, is a military veteran who works with Operation Supply Drop, which is a fantastic charity mm-hmm. who uh, does a lot of video game related things for soldiers as, uh, as for a million reasons that Jeff will explain. It's really uh, great to have him come in here. Recorded that yesterday, so we're going to plop that into the middle of the show. Cool. Uh, that'll be so. The way it's going to go is our blabbering right now, which is what I'm. Just, <laughs> like, this is like Pulp Fiction, verbal diarrhea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we'll go into we're going to talk about the Red Dead trailer. Yeah. Then we're going to talk about the really one other relevant Xbox news story, which is the NPD numbers. Mm-hmm. Xbox One doing well again. Marketplace report, Jeff interview, and then. After the Jeff Bartram interview, that's when the Gears of War 4 spoiler cast will start. So if you don't want to listen to it, turn off the show mm-hmm. after the Jeff interview. It was very confusing. Fair warning. For we everybody. don't even know when trivia is going to be. <gasps> oh, that's oh, in there. Whatever. That'll happen halfway through the spoiler the, cast. The spo- <laughs> spoiler cast will be the last thing. So okay. Uh, okay. We got it. If, if it. You'll have warning. That's all I'm trying to say. Just shoot me in the head, Marty, please. When are we going to talk about the Switch? <laughs> oh, wait. You're on the wrong, wrong show. show. Wrong show. <laughs> I'm really interested, though. So I'm very curious. Yeah, I really uh, want to talk about it, but we probably should. I know. It's, it's <laughs> irrelevant. It's interesting. To, and moving on. I like that it's got a very Xbox One-style controller. Mm-hmm. That makes me happy. Anyway. All right, uh, we covered it. We did it. We did yeah. it, you guys. <laughs> Break that segment out. Yeah. Put it on YouTube. Yeah. 
I want to mention real quick the new episode of IGN Unfiltered is up with Vince Zampella, mm-hmm. co-creator of Titanfall as well as Call of Duty. So we shot that down at his studio. Nice. So uh, take a look at that if you have not already. Would love for more people to give Unfiltered a try. Does he got any juicy happy. scoops? Did you get juicy scoops? A couple cool. He could said a couple Joops? neat things. Juicy scoops or jupes? Yeah. God, I hate this generation. <laughs> meaning oh, you. Meaning. Well, just, you just hate. Or the, just it's you more hate the two of us. Do you just you're just pointing at me? Does it mean you well, just you're hate 20, me? Well, you're twenty. Are you still twenty two? I'm twenty three. T- see, I think she's totally different thing. Yeah. Also, I'm thirty <laughs> and I do portmanteaus a hundred times a day. Also, she, my most of my vocab comes from Monty. So. Up spoops. That was me, and he stole it. Well, I, I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I'm gonna Ryan. walk by the pa- the fact that she said vocab. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm gonna just barrel right past that. It's Foster. She's a very busy 23 year old. We said we needed a very efficient show. No derailing. No sidetracking. Here we are. And here we are, and here we are lost in millennial land. Yeah. That's. <laughs> Dang. You know you're the best. I'm so happy Thank that you're you. on the show. No, no, I know. You're the best. Just, you're the best. Mediocre. Uh, <laughs> Medium. I miss Mitch. No, that's I can't the, wait for you to leave when the, you don't finish Mass Effect. Oh, you are so not finishing. I am one hour into Mass Effect. It's the only hour. I have created Jane Shepard. I went to Eden Prime. <laughs> I played with some bad shooting mechanics, and I haven't kissed anyone yet. I'm going to play more this weekend. No, you're not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, red solid derail. Red Dead Redemption yes. Two, my friends. Yes. Uh, how big a deal was this? Rockstar posted – I actually had to illustrate this to my wife because she, she was like, why are you going in? So I, I came into work at 7 a.m. this morning to do a live analysis with Max yeah, Scoville. Which is why we're recording trailer. a day late yeah, because we, we held, wanted to save from yes. uh, And so I had to illustrate like, – my wife's like, why are you going to work at 7 a.m.? I was like, Let, I'll show you. Well, that might be the best way. So I, sh- I showed her Rockstar's Twitter feed. Yeah, I'm looking up the stats Sunday right morning – or as of like last night when I looked, I guess you're, you're getting it now, but uh, it was they, they of course tweeted. Everyone assumed that Red Dead Redemption Two or you know the next Red Dead was their next game. So just them posting a a red Rockstar logo, sort yeah. of in the artist, you know, the color scheme <laughs> of Red Dead, got how many likes and retweets, Alana? Two hundred and seven thousand likes, one hundred and fourteen thousand retweets for a logo, a red company logo on a red company logo. And then the next day, they made it pretty obvious with a sort of a chunk of a poster mm-hmm. with some character silhouettes on it. How many likes and retweets did that get? One hundred twenty-four thousand likes, two hundred twenty-five thousand. Oh, other way around, other way around. likes, one hundred twenty-four thousand retweets. <laughs> and Insane. Th- and then finally, Tuesday, uh, they. Went ahead and tweeted another thing with the name of the game, a fall 2017 release mm-hmm. date, and how many likes and retweets did that get? That one's on 149,000 retweets, 208,000 likes. Name one other company that could possibly, that, would, that could pull that off. I was saying... Lady Gaga. <laughs> no. Oh, I was dang. saying a couple is, of days ago... She is not a video game <laughs> company <laughs> or a video game. <laughs> Uh, this made me care so much less about everything else that's coming out right now. Like, they just dropped this, and it's like, oh, Titanfall doesn't seem so great anymore. <laughs> like, I was really excited about that, and now it's like... This is a year yeah. away. Yeah, but it's like... At least. Gets at you least. excited yeah. about something else. It's no, like I, a dis- I, distraction, you know? Yeah, yeah. This, week, this week's been like E3 Part 2. This week um, has been amazing. But, okay, so I guess first off, Red Dead Redemption 2. What, did you, what do you think of the name? Yeah, I... Uh, 
so people are sort of the, the chatter both in the office and, and out online is, oh, well, maybe it's a prequel. And it, I just don't think calling it two means it's going to be a prequel. Very confusing. I assumed it would be before they called it that. Yeah. Um, and now I'm thinking it's probably just set in the same universe, technically. Yeah. You know, people obviously are complaining that it's not three because then they're ignoring Revolver, but I think part they of that They didn't make that. Rockstar didn't make that. They didn't yeah. make it, and they don't want people to... Right. And, also and I know complain. you could make the argument that they also didn't make, make Max, Max Payne, but they still called it yeah. Max Payne 3, but whatever. Yeah, True. call the cops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's that has, Max Payne had a much bigger name than Red Dead and Revolver. And some more substantial history. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, we all thought it might be like Retribution or Revenge. I'm totally yeah, fine but, with it being two, also just because... There, you, know, you see GTA Five. I guarantee the next GTA is just going to be called GTA Six. Oh, I'm yeah. on board with and that. I think yeah. it might even be like that, where it's because it's Red Dead Redemption Two. It's still like in the same world technically, but it's not going to be associated with the first game at all. Like, I don't even want it. I don't even want it to be a direct sequel, just because like I, I want to. I don't want sucks. it to be too far ahead well, time period wise. That and yeah. you know, I I think Rockstar typically they're the kind of company they you know they they make their character development and their the sort of. I don't want to say chances they take, but the boundaries they push mm-hmm. in their storytelling, they, they, they always play that up. And yeah. I don't think they're going to want to be restricted by any previous narrative threads. I think, yeah. they're, I, think it is, I agree. I think it's going to be a whole new cast of characters You're not going to be one of with. I don't know. I don't want to play as young John Marston when I know what happens to John Marston right. as an adult. Like, yeah, That totally. kind of thing. Um, he grows up and retires uh, and lives a long, healthy life. And, yes. And... and uh, Passes away with his children at his bedside in a, in a retirement home. Oh damn! Man, I think the, I think my version of the game was different. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I got the secret ending. Yeah, I, don't yeah. Know. I guess I played on PS3. <laughs> <laughs> Should have played on 360, Marty. Um, um, my but, my main thoughts of this trailer is that it is gorgeous. Yes. Also, there's a ton going on. There's like animals fighting each other at one point. <laughs> there's like a fox fighting something, and yeah, and there uh, there's a there's a guy coming back to his seeming you know farmhouse with a uh, a dead deer on slung over back the back of, his of a yeah, horse. Yeah, so we've got yeah. hunting, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the stores look really cool. Yeah, the trailer was a lot like the GTA Five reveal, which was very much a, a teaser. tone piece, teaser. an environmental tone yes. piece. Yeah. But this environment, like this, is the first time Rockstar has built a game ground up on new gen mm-hmm. hardware. And current gen. you could tell. And holy yeah. crap, you it's could beautiful. tell. Um, and it's also it's not only the detail in the world, but it's like you mentioned the animals and the the, the foliage. Like there's a depth to the world as well it's not we talk about open worlds like size doesn't impress me anymore it's about depth and this world i'm just like are you going to have all these creatures because like red dead one thing about redemption is that the world at times felt a little empty Mm -hmm. like it was beautiful but a little bit empty and it seems like this rectifies all of that and like how amazing is it just going to be to ride out into the wild and and see and experience all of this yeah on that exact point the the lushness Mm -hmm. of it is what impressed me i mean the the uh just huge, tall, thick, dense trees in the forest. Uh, probably my favorite shot in the trailer is, uh, and I missed it the first time through, but when Max and I went back, when, you're, when you see the two characters uh, in the canoe on the river, yeah. the, the mist, the yeah. thick cloud of mist oh, yeah, yeah. in the background. Yeah, just amazing atmosphere. But yeah, the, the, the sort of light and particle effects the look so gorgeous. good because mm-hmm. you had that, you had that mist in one scene, uh, but then in another shot towards the end of the, the video, there's the uh, there's the train coming through Ooh. and the very thick, thick. train yep. smoke yeah. rolling oh, yeah. out of yeah. the out yeah. of the engine. And you had those, yeah, you have that that oil derrick on fire that just looks yeah. ripped out of their only blood. And like, I oh my god, I'm so on board with all this. 
Yeah, it looks absolutely gorgeous. And it's also like, the I think my favorite shot was the storefront. It just had stuff so all good. over it. It looked really, really messy, like yeah. slightly decaying. Yeah. It was like, this doesn't look like what we're used to in GTA. But it looks, even the stall looks dense. Yeah. Also, uh, auto pre-order, or well, auto buy for me on dogs. Oh, yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's a filthy, muddy <laughs> yeah. mutt yeah. in just there. In, just, yeah, in the just cute pup. Yeah, I in the wet, those, muddy streets. I in those, uh, those <laughs> the birds. The birds. Yeah. That's the best. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks great. And then we get like a couple, we still don't know, there was narration, right? Sorry. A little at yeah, the end. Uh, in the studio, Max and I unfortunately had no audio. Oh. We could only see it. said something like, it was, I don't remember the line, but it was something along the lines of like, when it happens, you start running. Yeah. And then there's the shot of them all running. Yeah. So it's like, and I guess there's a huge conflict. So somebody somewhere. mentioned to me that was that's the last thing Jack says in... In Red, yeah. Which I just so don't really, remember. I don't oh, remember wow. that either. Yeah. So who was speculating is that is that uh, Jack? Mar- Marshall's son? Like or, I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But, but uh, also, yeah, so this, you can sort of, if you want to make the leap, think that whoever's speaking might be one of the main characters because uh, the GTA V reveal tra- trailer has Michael's narration, correct? Yeah. And a lot, I remember when that trailer came out, people were like, it's Ray Liotta. I was like, well, no, it's not. It's, just a, new, it's a new character. <laughs> it's Michael. Yeah. Well, and you're... You're sort of making a jump there that's worth discussing, mm-hmm. and that's does this game have multiple playable characters you can switch back and forth from, like GTA yeah. 5? Yeah, so I mean, the key art had seven, seven. silhouettes right. that were slowly fleshed in. Uh, and I, I so, think seven is too many. Yeah, I mean, so it's either are you playing one of the seven? Are you playing all seven? Are these, is your. Is the game about killing these seven people? That was Max's thing. He and I were on uh, sort of mm-hmm. in a fun way on different sides of it. Like I, I think that's that's your posse, that's your group, mm-hmm. and you will switch between them. And Max uh, thinks those are the villains that yeah. are chasing your singular character. I Either way, it could be cool. You would be one of the group. Also. You said chasing. I assumed you were hunting them. How awesome would it be if they were hunting you, the Interrogum? If like yeah, yeah. you don't go to a boss battle, a boss battle comes to you. <laughs> that would be that awesome. seems really cool. That would be great. Yeah. Um, what so, else? Uh, I know Jared was doing. Uh, Jared did our, our full in depth rewind. Yes. Uh, and he there's it's very hard to tell certain things, but he said by really quick glimpses of characters and silhouettes, uh, one looked like a Native American and one looked like a woman. Good. And so those yeah, were his. You know, again, that was, nothing that confirmed. Was, that was much talked about uh, in the, the last two days here mm-hmm. of, you know, the, the seven characters, whether they're, I mean, they clearly figure prominently in the game, whether they are your protagonist or the antagonist, mm-hmm. but uh, not one of them was a woman. Yeah. And, At first, I thought that, like, some of them could be, I thought, because the first trailer doesn't have a whole lot of detail, or sorry, mm-hmm. the first image. But then in the second one. The image can, gets filled in and it's. Yeah, it's like facial hair. They're yeah. totally old dudes. Um, which it, I just think it would be very easy to have a female cowboy. Absolutely. It's, there are tons there, of history. So. Absolutely. I hope that we see some. That'd yep. be cool. uh, yeah, Calamity Jane, Annie Oakley. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. And obviously they don't, they're not going to pull actual people, but have characters inspired by that. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm excited for, to, to see more. Do you know, when do you, when do you think we're going to get another glimpse at this? It, Rockstar is not GTA? predictable. They would. We would literally have random mornings where we got in, and all of a sudden at nine we get new There'd screens. There'd be a trail, yeah, like, screens which we would do, you know, scramble for. Yeah. Was the first like full trailer was at E three, wasn't it? No, no they don't do E three. E three, yeah. GT, with GTA like five, not with GTA five. They announced nope. the. Uh, there was totally a trailer at E three at. at uh, you are thinking conference. of 
the re the uh, the, the, the PS4 oh, version yeah. that was at that was on Sony's Sony stage. Yeah, you're that's right. what yeah. I'm thinking of. Yes, uh, and Sony does again have the the sort of marketing deal with this. They yeah. put that press release out this morning. Yeah, they so said certain online things are going to be available yeah. first on PS4. I yeah. like that they also said first because it means not exclusively. I really I mean, hate when DLC is locked to a console. Yeah. That's no. nice, so yeah, but yeah, so they also confirmed that Red Dead Online is probably going to be a prominent thing, just like GTA oh. Online is a giant money making prominent. Think thing. about, I mean. Uh, of course, if you if you're sort of a veteran of of uh, just a gaming veteran, and maybe you you bought GTA Five right when it came out, mm-hmm. and so you played GTA Online right when it came out when it was a broken mess. Yep, like that's it. Just had a lot of trouble at, at first, but the, if if that's your mindset for it, you got to flush that out because GTA Online has been evolved on an almost weekly basis. Mm-hmm. To the point where, I mean, they, you know, they've got the online heists, which are, if you've never tried Incredible. one, it's, you've got to try one. There, there's, there are, I think it's four that are in there. They're so good. They're these you know, four-player, multi-stage mega missions mm-hmm. that'll take you an hour or more to do with the four of you. And yeah, that in, a, in an Old West setting. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, but my you know, only concern with that is that it divides the community. Like, I think there are people who play GTA who will buy... Red Dead Redemption 2, and they don't want to take the community away from GTA Online. Obviously, this isn't a perfect parallel, but I remember when Left 4 Dead 2 came out, I was playing tons of Left 4 Dead 1 on PC. Divided the community. It completely split people where we would have preferred maps. What I would say to that is Left 4 Dead 2 was the one very odd time in Valve history. That came out a year. One year after Left 4 Dead 1. So that totally happened. It's GTA... uh, uh, and you know GTA Five, GTA Online will have been out for four years it's by so the time by the time that Red Dead is scheduled well, to release. Yeah. So, is it going to be uh, Fall twenty seventeen? That's I think yes. I mean, Max and I were talking about this. It's if you if, if Rockstar San Diego is still the lead developer on this. Now everything Rockstar does these days is a is a multi studio sure. collaboration. Yeah. But you know Rockstar North leads Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. Five. They're the you know the the, the rock stars of Rockstar. Uh, Rockstar Vancouver led uh, Max Payne. Mm-hmm. Rockstar Vancouver also did Bully back in the day. So if we they're all good games. It's crazy. They, they, they've you know yeah. I mean state of emer- state stuff. of emergency manhunt. Their well, their track record's not yeah. perfect, but uh, lately their track record's been been very good as they've sort of really narrowed their focus to one you know mega budget yeah. blockbuster which, at a time. Which team made the Warriors? Do you remember? That's a while ago, Scotland? and I I don't recall. Uh, North is Scotland. Yeah, oh. Edinburgh's the core. Yeah. Oh, when you said North, I assumed that you were referring Rockstar to Rockstar Toronto. Did they? Okay, oh, that was a I thing. Didn't know that was a thing. Anyway, so um, then that, that means that they, I think, they only develop online in New York. Is that well? Right? New York is the is their sort of publishing headquarters. I don't think they do much, if any, core development there. Yeah. Like the 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 Housers are based out of there. The PR team, marketing team. Is based out of New York, right? But I don't. So it's like how we have a New York office, but all of our writers are Australian. Yeah, exactly yeah. correct. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, makes sense. Forget what I, was, what I was starting to say, but oh, I think you were we were going on about release date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, hey, they've they've been. Oh yeah, if we assume that San Diego's leading this and that they started relatively shortly after Red mm-hmm. Dead Redemption came out, that means this game will has 
will have been in the works for six to seven years, which that is out. a long damn time, especially when you... I mean, that studio's still there, and they have to have been working on something. And you remember, uh, Rockstar, th- there, there will, this game will have had effectively an unlimited budget. Oh, yeah. Unlimited. Yeah. Just yeah. like GTA, GTA 5 did. But also yeah. there will be no publisher pressure to hit that fall 2017 release Correct. date. This game will be out when they are ready they to delayed, say this game is out. Yeah. They delayed GTA 4, which was you know the, the Grand, Grand Theft Auto's debut on what was at the time a new generation mm-hmm. of consoles. They, were, they said October, which, was, which had always been their thing. And they bumped it what five wait six months to April April mm-hmm. yeah the, to to the end of April so yeah five you're right five didn't have any delays though did it five uh, I think it did not I, mean, it I don't took, think there were I mean, any the official delays. delays it was almost two years uh, after the announcement because five was yes. announced this week five years ago oh, wow That's that so long cool. ago yeah Man. and then it came out in September. 2013. Yeah. yeah, totally an ode to GTA 5 in that that game is still so relevant. Yes, like yeah, like the game I, still. I've, I mean, I've said I think it's it's our, it's one of the top five greatest games of all time. It I is really on our uh, on number one for Xbox One games, isn't it? We it just bumped? it just bumped uh, in favor of Inside. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think sort of. I mean, GTA. Very conflicting. You, hey, you could make the argument, but that's what's fun. No, about that's the list. totally an apples to apples comparison. <laughs> GTA Five and Inside. A three-hour <laughs> handcrafted yeah. epic version. Yeah, Inside's pretty much an MMO like GTA Online. Yeah, yeah. Much. yeah, yeah. I play it with my friends every night. Yeah. Uh, we have gangs. <laughs> we, uh, walk around a, the city. You're kind of a gang at the end of that game. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. It's true. Maybe they're easy, the Marty. Yeah. I, I just said that. <laughs> Who knows what that means? Who knows what that means? Spoil power. So, uh, Scorpio. Yes. Will we be running this thing in 4K when it hits next fall on, on uh, Scorpio? I, so, this trailer, um, Rockstar always, they never do the CG trailers. These are always in engine. Correct. And in that, engine. They, they, in claim, engine. they claim this was running on PlayStation 4. Yeah. Which they did for the GTA 5 yes. uh, trailers as well. I would. Almost certainly think this is running on the PS4 Pro. You would think. Yes. Um, which means, yes, I do. I would. Uh, I see no world where Scorpio launches next fall and this doesn't have the full support of um, Rockstar in this game. I totally agree. That's also good. interesting, think, though, that. Do you guys think we'll get it on PC? Eventually. We still don't have Red Dead on PC. But it's the, as Dan Stapleton uh, has pointed out, it's, oh, it's the actually. PC man? It's, it's the Dan one PC time. PC Stapleton. Yes. Uh, Dan, Gr- Dan, uh, Mr. Anti Console. <laughs> I was like, how are you going to word this? Where one? am I going with this? Uh, yeah, it is the only major Rockstar release totally. of, of the last several years to yes. not hit, yeah. have a PC release. Yeah. Also, I want, I want it to because I want all the weird mods. Oh, I want to see what people do to the West because, like, I want literally. somebody to put the Back to the Future Three DeLorean <laughs> on tra- on train tracks <laughs> and so drive weird. it off. Of, like that, I need that to happen. <laughs> Totally, and I want—I want to. In fact, I want somebody to make a mission out of that. I have to steal the train. Yeah. I have to get to the train on time. Steal the train, stop it, load the car onto the tracks, and yep. push the car up to eighty-eight before. Yep. Yes, I get behind. <laughs> I get behind all this. Yes. Uh, so we're pretty excited about it, huh? Yeah, yep. I, and I'll, I'll tell you what—I think this game will be such an an impact crater. I think it will. This game could push some people over the edge to getting Scorpios, if they, assuming you know, if they're if they got a 4K TV and you know, they might think, oh man, I really want to play that on the new box. Yeah, yeah. Like if that's the way to 
for the game to look the way we saw it look today. Yeah. yeah. It's also just for that game to come out from our perspective is very exciting. So I feel like since I've been working here, which is November last year, there hasn't been a like huge game like a Skyrim or a GTA five. Oh, you mean like thing. the actual size of the game or do you mean like traffic? No, wise? I mean for us to cover it. Oh, uh, like Pokemon go Pokemon for that two Fallout. weeks. Was it fallout four? What, what, fallout right is right as you started. Yeah. yeah. Fallout would have been that game. Um, yeah, that was amazing. Um, but Pokemon Go, that the week that that came out and everyone was playing it, was like I basically had to do or had to try to do as much Pokemon Go stuff as I could to meet traffic demands effectively. And I'm really excited to see how that pans out over the next and that's year. That's what we were telling you after GTA Five got announced. We were pretty much doing that for two years straight. <laughs> yeah, it's like how do we meet and this demand? It was the number one thing on our website yeah. for two years straight. Yeah. yeah, seriously. I mean, it still is. The wikis for GTA like, are still insanely Because people popular. are still buying it. People are still playing it. I mean, we've, we talked about whenever the last co- um, uh, sales milestone was announced was for that game, like the 50 million thing, yeah. that you know, they, got it, they got it out at the one-year mark. Uh, the, the new generation version came out at the one-year mark of PS4 and Xbox One. And so everybody that, that's now buying... The new consoles, especially as they get cheaper and more and more people buy the consoles, you're buying GTA Five. I do. So uh, yeah, it's just going to have incredible legs Mm -hmm. to it. Yeah, it's exciting. I wonder Um, if we're going to see more at PSX in December. If there is this partnership, if we'll see some. That's a fair point. Probably. That's a fair point. Uh, Yeah. If I'm and if I'm another publisher, I am going to make sure that my game is either out in September. Or I push it to, to, to spring 2018. Because I would not want to have a major release. Let's say a... I mean, Halo's not coming out. I but, mean, we are ostensibly uh, getting a, a Call of Duty next year. Of probably course. Battlefront Assassin's 2. Creed, probably uh, Egypt, Assassin's Creed right? Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. But man, I would not want to release my $50 million game after Red Dead Redemption. I'd want it out before. Especially any new IP, anything that doesn't have. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. You know, it's crazy to think about, like, if Rockstar had released an open-world game this year, Mafia would have been moved. Like, even if they yep. predicted it here, they're like, yeah, no, we cannot release that yeah. there. Well, like, especially because it's the same parent company. Yeah. They'd have gone, yeah, that's uh, let's true. not, that's true. <laughs> yeah. let's not like, compete with ourselves that ain't gonna here. Happen. That's what I'm thinking, like, something like the, the game that would get smothered by it would be something like Crackdown. An open world Ooh, game without that, that, that. You make a great base. point, yeah. and we've uh, we and others have kind of speculated that you know that that game. Remember, it was Crackdown was supposed to have a beta this summer. Yeah, that was super it. Went fun. by without a peep. Mm-hmm. Is you that know, game even still a thing? Yeah. Yes, they it is? they uh, they remember they uh, at E three during the press conference they quietly updated their website and just said. Oh. Fall, it's gonna be, or it's gonna be out in 2017, not fall. 20, yeah, there, it's a, it's a 2017 that. game now. I would love for that to be a summer game. I completely agree, yeah, especially, especially in, yeah, yeah. You make a fantastic point. Like, I know Crackdown is different than yeah. Red Dead, but yeah, it's. I mean, people only have a capacity to play so much of an open world thing sure. because it's exactly. so big, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's. I feel like summer is a really. But yeah, I mean, is if Crackdown is sort of a. I know, you know, no game is a Scorpio game. They all run on Xbox One. But if it's a Scorpio-enhanced mm-hmm. title, you know, especially with all that, the, the cloud computing, the, obviously four uh, Scorpios clouded together can do, can render a lot more destruction mm-hmm. than four regular Xbox Ones yeah. clouded together 
can do so. So yeah, if if Crackdown is a is a showcase title for Scorpio, they they might want to go ahead and ship it in September yeah. and then just be like, well, uh, and then make another PR push yeah, when yeah. Scorpio is like, oh, remember that game you bought a few months ago? It's way better on the new system yeah. now. Yeah, I feel like they kind of have to. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So uh, I have to imagine that that uh, GameStop's site was bogged way down with the, with pre-orders on Red Dead today. Hey, do you like the fact that you could pre-order Red Dead, but you still can't pre-order the NES Classic? <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> I it, I was really waiting for uh, with the with the uh, the Switch thing. If today, you were able to pre-order, to pre-order it before I could pre-order the NES Classic. Oh dang! Oh, Nintendo. oh man! Um. Oh Nintendo, indeed. <laughs> That's just, so we should change the name of NBC to On oh, Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> it's like yay anime, but sad. <laughs> oh, Nintendo. It should be called Switchcast now. I like it. Jose's not here. We could do it. Yep. That's true. You can run. Just such a go bad rogue. To be out. <sighs> womp womp. Uh, all right. Womp womp. Uh, we'll be right back. Do the one Xbox news story. Get to marketplace and trivia. Then we'll talk to Jeff Bartram about Operation Supply Drop stuff, and then your Gears of War spoiler cast right after this. All right. Uh, News-wise, Xbox One, number one selling console, home console, for the third month in a row. Yeah. That has got to be making Phil Spencer and the Xbox team feel just really good about themselves, and deservedly so. Yeah, which was funny, because when the S got announced, a lot of people were like, who would buy this when we know Scorpio's coming next year? Turns out. So that was going to be my question. Is it the Xbox One, or the Xbox One S, or both? I believe it's 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 everything. Yeah. Yeah. Xbox One hardware. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the S was obviously a great move on their part of of keeping the price down. Mm -hmm. I think it is a much... More visually appealing console than it's, it's absolutely yeah. really they really did a nice job mm-hmm. on the form factor. You know the lack of a power brick, the just very sort of MoMA museum esque mm-hmm. yeah. sort of modern Subtle. design to it, and the uh, the high def Blu Ray player mm-hmm. for you know home theater enthusiasts. It's the only place you can get one. Yeah, I'm uh, curious to see if this is going to stay the same for October. I'm curious to see if PSVR moved any. PS4 units. Hmm. I don't think so because I think if you're ponying up for VR, you already you're, have that. you already have a PS4, obviously. But then, yeah, if you're going to buy hardware, and that this is the big question: Are people waiting for a PS4 Pro? Mm-hmm. Is is that you know is that contributing to the uh, to the fact that more Xbox Ones is it is it <clears throat> more Xbox Ones are being sold or fewer yeah. PlayStation Fours are being well, sold or both? And I guess we had Gears, which is the Biggest exclusive for either party this fall. I mean, yeah. Last Guardian's coming, but that's not going to sell like Gears does, obviously. Yeah. Um, and Forza, I would think Forza, Forza Horizon yeah. 3 had a lot of hype. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I feel like I imagine this is going to, that the Xbox is going to stay on top for the next couple months until Sony releases something. Well, that, yeah, I think, I think, I mean, November and December are hands down the two biggest sales months of the mm-hmm. year, like that physically oh, yeah. put up the biggest numbers. So, yeah, I mean, can Microsoft grab one or both of those months? Yeah. That's going to be – I mean, if they, if they get both of those months, That's huge. then I think you can really say, like, all right, wow, they're – I mean, they've got a – believe me, I mean, a long way to go to catch up. 
I mean, the PS4 has a has an incredible yeah. lead. It's been the sales on it have been amazing. But but I think we you know we've got a ball game again mm-hmm. if uh, if they can sweep the rest of the year. Yeah. I also feel like the Xbox One S is the console that people who currently just own PS4s but would like to have Xbox Ones are going to buy. So that's what I think is happening. I don't think this is we're finally dipping into this new generation. I think you're getting a lot of people Second who own console. PS4s yeah. to be like, all right, by this point, hey, we have Halo, we have Gears, we have Forza. I think Max might be one of those people. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Max, who hosts our PlayStation podcast, buys an Xbox One yeah. S this year. Yeah, I mean, that's totally viable. We saw that We saw that with uh, PS3 last generation, yeah. where you know the 360 dominated NPD month after month, yeah. and then the PS3 that's, started to sort of show up. I was up. one of those people, right? Yeah. I started with... A 360 very close to launch, and then waited until the super slim to buy it. Yeah, I mean the the reality is the the launch prices of these things are high enough where you you usually many most people I think a lot of gamers you know pick one at first, but then over time uh, the prices yeah. obviously come way down, and then you yeah. can afford to go ahead and snag the three other one. Quarters of the awesome games that come out are eventually on both. Yes, yes, and then you have that 25 percent that are exclusives, and that's the thing is a couple of years into a console's life. Going back and being like, if you just pick up this fall one of the other one you don't have, like you're gonna have this awesome library of games to go back and, and play. And those with. games might be discounted, yeah, or exactly. cheaper now. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the way that I bought the PS3 when I bought one was just that uh, it had like Infamous, inf- Infamous, <laughs> Infamous, uh, Uncharted. It was like it, it was this bunch of stuff that I had really wanted to play, and they mm-hmm. were all really cheap by the time they yeah. bought yeah. them all. I think like. The console and all of the secondhand games that I wanted cost me like yeah. two hundred dollars or something. It was, like, it was amazing. It's, yeah, if someone bought an S this fall and was able to play Rare Play and Sunset Overdrive and yeah. Gears and Halo, it's like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like you, yeah, you're in, yeah. you're in real good shape. Yeah, because it's at at, the, at that point, it's like, yes, there are enough exclusives to where that's I would recommend this console to everyone, like even a, if you yes. already have a PS4. Yes, absolutely. The Xbox One S is very good looking, <clears throat> very compact. It's a nice console and it's cheap. And then B, there are now enough Xbox exclusives that I feel like most people are going to want an Xbox regardless. Yeah, the so. exclusive lineup is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, has, I mean, it has been for a while. Inside, oh, it's not Yeah, as you say, anymore. cumulatively yeah. now. Oh, yeah, it's, totally. It's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Which one people would play Sunset Overdrive? I know. No we do our best. I think we, we bring try. it up literally every week. Sunset Overdrive, you should play it. Don't point Again. That's rude. Stop it. Uh, marketplace report. Alana, what can we spend our money on? We can buy Battlefield 1 and Batman Return to Arkham for $50. Do you, what, what is the side note? Oh, yeah. I wanted to mention, this is uh, with Gears, read it out gears releasing and uh, I think Battlefield's part of this. I, I, are you guys as kind of annoyed or unnerved by this recent trend of... of Paying more to get early access to games as I am, because I don't know, I it rubs me the wrong way. Where yeah, you pay you pay a hundred dollars for the ultimate edition of Gears, and like, well, you get you can play it early now. Like, what is it's it, one four days early or something. Yeah, days, yeah. Three? Traditionally, it's it's about it's what it was with Gears, yeah. and most games that have done this, it's been about four days. And I, I, NBA Two K did this. Yeah, I mean, there it's. I just don't think I, it's almost like you're holding the game hostage. Like, well, if you want it sooner. Pony up. Like, well, then, guess what? The release date of the game isn't Tuesday, October, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's Thursday, yeah. B- yeah. four days prior. Yeah. It, it sucks because the game is done and they're not releasing it to everyone. But yeah. it also, it's a choice. You don't have to buy it early. No, but why? Sh- I mean, if I'm paying more for the game, I'm fine. Like, give me the statue. Give me the extra collectibles. But, you know, don't give... Why, why should... If I can't afford to... Spend a hundred dollars on a game. Why should you get, you get a, 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 
a jump on uh, leveling up your in multiplayer yeah. and and all that. It kind of sucks the multiplayer games. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it. I think it's fair. Microsoft, um, stop doing it in first party. Encourage your third parties. So I also wanted to say, Monty and I played a bunch of Battlefield One. Really like it. Yeah. I I really want to try it. Story is really cool. Yeah, and that, all the multiplayer stories I've heard seem really cool. That too. makes me so happy. I mean, because I've I have tried Battlefield campaigns and. With very few exceptions, I've never even finished them because I've found yeah, them. Yeah, they've all been oh, kind of crummy since 3, especially. Yeah. This one's great and very finishable. Why don't we talk about it next week if we all get a yeah. chance to play it? Yeah, totally. that sounds yeah. good. Um, and Madi and I might be streaming Batman Return to Arkham next Monday as well. Monday one, yeah. So we should be. Mm-hmm. Um, digitally, we have Rock Band Rivals for $30, Hopico for $7, The yep. Bug Butcher for $10, Death God University for $10, <laughs> and Manual You Samuel literally made up the last four of these. Uh, actually, Manuel Samuel, Destin, and I both played and really enjoyed the hell out of at, uh, at GDC at the ID at Xbox Showcase. It's a uh, uh, skateboarding. You know, it's a, I'm trying to think of the example. The like the what's the octopus? Uh, uh, Octodad. Octodad. Thank you. Where it's you know you you control everything, every little bit, every like body part. Yeah. And this guy, yeah, he, he, you've you were dead, and you've like Satan's agreed to bring you back or something, and if you can. I figure you got to make it through the day, and then you can come back to life all the way. But you literally you have to control his breathing. Whoa. You have to breathe, like press the buttons to breathe him. You have to prop him up to make him walk, and it's yeah, yeah it's a, it's a goofy physics game, and I had a lot of fun yeah, messing around with it. Yeah. Uh, on marketplace, we have Dark Souls Three Ashes of Ariando DLC as well. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Someone yeah. just reviewed that. Yeah, Brendan yesterday. Chloe, Chloe, right? No, Burning Grave. Oh, Chloe's Chloe okay. yeah. one, yeah. Uh, for Games with Gold, October, we have Super Mega Baseball Extra Innings all month long and The Escapists from the 16th to the 15th of November. Reading the dates is really hard because they're American. On Xbox One. Uh, and then MX versus ATV Reflex from the 1st of October to the 15th of October. And I Am Alive from the 16th of October to the 31st. We will Americanize you yet. It's like... So confusing to do that. I want to say everything is from the tenth, the tenth right, um, or the sixteenth. <laughs> so yeah, we're running out of time, dude. Again, mm-hmm. just rampant meetings and such. We'll get to trivia next week. Right now is the we're going to go to the Jeff Bartram interview, talk a little Operation Supply Drop, and then after that will be the Gear Spoiler Cast. So stay tuned or don't if you haven't played or finished Gears of War Four. Very special guest this week on Podcast Unlocked. I am joined by Jeff Bartram. Now, Jeff is not a developer. He is uh, not anybody you've probably met before. Unless you're in the Xbox community, you might see him on Twitter out and about. Jeff, you uh, are representative. You are part of Operation Supply Drop. You're not only a big Xbox fan, a big video game fan. You're out in the community talking Xbox on a nearly daily basis, if I can get that out, which I apparently can't. Uh, but you're involved with the uh, Operation Supply Drop charity. Now, before, you have a fascinating life story, and a, there's, there's a lot I want to talk to you about, because I think, I, think I think your life and your sort of spirit, your, your attitude can, can kind of remind us all of the fact that we're dealing with video games here, and it's supposed to be fun. But I want to first ask you about Operation Supply Drop. It's a, it's a Charity that I think many of us may have heard of. I know I've heard of it, but I don't know a lot about it. And that is what you're here 
to talk about. So let's start, let's start there. Well, thank you, Ryan. I appreciate you having me on, and um, I'm glad to be able to share my insights and thoughts and everything, and I'm excited to talk about Operation Supply Drop. Now, Operation Supply Drop is a veteran organizations international um we help military families um, members and veterans and we do that by actually doing a community-based and peer-to-peer so along those lines um like my job and many of uh, my other leaders we have what are called team leaders and we help in the communities and we basically help homeless veterans veterans that are separating from the military um, with PTSD related issues with injury related issues job uh, hunting and any um, way we can help them and the gaming function of it actually yeah. is um, the supply drops and supply drops are big crates that actually have video games and things that the units and veterans that are in need need so yeah. and people donate the games systems and that stuff the in-kind donations and those are what we give out and then the donations that we receive uh, we are able to help within the community and help further those missions and people always wonder, you know, why is my money, you know, what's it going to? Yeah. And um, I always like to tell them 94% of every dollar goes directly to that veteran. And with that, that we're able to help them at a very, very close level. Uh, around uh, the U.S. and the world, we're able to go out into the town, feed the homeless, get them the necessities that they need. And, you know, we just help veterans. That's what we're about. Is it? I mean, it's. This is kind of reminding me. Is it almost fair to say? Uh, I mean, this is the nicest of ways that it's almost kind of similar to Child's Play, the Child's Play charity that right. Penny Arcade runs, but really targeted at veterans, whereas you know Child's Play is sort of children in uh, children's hospitals. So similar type thing. Correct. It's similar type thing, and also um, I want it to be known that it you know our mission is veterans and everything else, but also. It gives veterans that are having issues um, dealing with stuff, it gives them the opportunity to give back a purpose, to serve again. Yeah. And so it's not only affecting them, but also the community. So I know we're doing different avenues, like we're helping battered women shelters, we're helping you know homeless people, we're help, um, helping needy people, just not veterans, but the community yeah. in general. So, yeah, so like, you know, the Child's Play and all that, that's where we at. Um, but we use the gaming as a catalyst as well to interact and bond with each other. Uh, so we play games together, we stream together, yeah. and it's good because using video games allows us to expand in different reaches, almost like our respawn program where we help veterans. Because uh, we'll get into this more in a minute, but you yourself are a veteran, and sure. and it's and I, I we hear at IGN we hear from a lot of of, uh, of servicemen and women who are on active duty who uh, you know there, there's evidently a lot of downtime depending where you're deployed, and there, video gaming is a big part of their entertainment while they're deployed. Is that that's fair to say? Very fair to say, and I know as myself when I was deployed. I played tons of video games, and with us being able to send these care packages out there, the supply drops, that gives them that morale boost um, because some units in some areas don't have uh, those type of 
extras. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah, just make sure you stay right on that mic. These are yes. like ice cream cones, these okay. mics. you got to be you're right on them, so we, we don't want to miss a word of what you're saying. So, um, we're going to get into it here right now, but before we do, I want to kind of, can you, let's give the URL, let's, let's let people know up front right. how they can contribute, get involved, and then I, I feel like as they, if they're not already going to go to the website, they're going to hear your life story and be inspired to, uh, to go learn more. So they can go to operationsupplydrop.org or vettober.org, okay. those, both of those right now, and uh, you can click on the link, uh, you can donate right on the front page, it says uh, donate now, or you can join and you can join the teams and whatever way you want to help out there's uh, plenty of ways that you can help and contribute through our website and you can find us on twitter at op supply drop so great so uh now i assume cash donations but can can i also contribute like games and oh, systems yes. and things as well yes most definitely right on there when you go to donate it'll ask if you want an in-kind donation so a physical donation mm-hmm. and it'll give you the address to the warehouse that Great. does all those and you can send it right there awesome so uh you've been an xbox gamer for a while you're out on twitter you're you're, you're posting almost every day you're you're just a big gamer of all sorts i saw you with your psvr headset on <laughs> recently you picked that up but you know you're i always see you getting super excited about the, the latest xbox releases uh gears of war oh, four yes. being of course the most recent one but well, i want to back up a little bit tell me about uh what motivated you to to join the armed services so that's pretty easy. Um, my family has a long history of uh, serving in the military all the way back to the World Wars. And wow. even before that, my Irish side of the house, uh, they fought the British um, from when they were invading Ireland. So um, it's come a long lineage of protecting. And so I found it as my civic duty that I wanted to bring home my brothers and sisters back to their families because I lost a good friend and uh, they they passed away um, rest their soul but I really wanted to go and save more people because they spoke so highly of their corpsmen and that was my calling because I've always been in the medical field I've always cared for people and that is just a passion of mine to care for people and take care so were were you were you in the the medical side in the army or uh, in, or which which armed services? Actually, I, uh, I actually don't know. I, I know you a little bit, but not. Or, this is actually beneficial for me as well as the audience. So I started out in the Air Force, Air Force. and then I um, transitioned over to the U.S. Navy. Okay. So I was a Fleet Marine Force corpsman, uh, served with the Marine Corps, and I was basically a green sign corpsman. So that means boots on the ground and served right there with the Marine Corps. Wow. So. Uh, First of all, thank you, because, I mean, that's I, – I, I don't think – I mean, I think so many Americans probably just take your service for granted. Or at least at – least, well, I don't want to say – I don't want to phrase it that way. That we don't stop to think about what that really means. Because, you know, I, my grandfather was uh, at Pearl Harbor, but, you know, it's, it's a couple of generations removed. I don't think about it that much, I'll be honest. So, uh, you know, you went in – uh, after 9-11, is that correct? Um, right around in 9-11, yeah. yes. So you, and you were in Iraq, is that correct? Uh, I, I deployed to Iraq. Um, my last tour in Iraq was 09. So that was, uh, I went with um, the Marine Corps over there. So And we were doing the drawdown phase, but there were still things going on yeah. in Iraq. And um, the destruction was very evident, and the dangers were very real. So, yeah, it was... Uh, 
definitely one of those. Uh, now, you know. the, I imagine the the mental, the the besides just the physical toll, the emotional toll of that uh, of of just that. Uh, the, the high pressure obviously it's the highest of high pressure situations are is it that situation where there's just a lot of downtime but then it spikes up instantaneously to the most dangerous of of dangerous situations you could say that i mean i think that's a big um you know misconception because of media and television people think oh my gosh um there's combat constantly and everything else like that but no there's um the conflicts and that stuff that's out there it's usually short-lived and um once it's over it's over you know but people are always on high alert i know i was always on high alert Uh, i had a great um commanding officer and uh leadership that um trained us well and always kept us on our toes so so you uh how long were you did you how long were you over there uh i was over there just over six months um in iraq uh we we had done some workups in korea and everything else and then uh we went over there um shortly after christmas right around christmas time and you know and once we got there it was it was very unique because our very first day, I'll never forget it, uh, as soon as we arrived to base, the sirens went off for incoming wow. <laughs> uh, enemy fire. It was uh, one of those things that you're kind of like, huh? And uh, they're just like, oh, they're at the front gate. They're taking care of them. So it was just one of those weird things. You know, you just pull into base and then you hear that. And it's yeah. like, okay, hopefully this uh, tour goes good, you know. So uh, did when you get there, uh, obviously you've prepared, you've trained. You mm-hmm. spoke, you spoke of that a moment ago. But when when you get there and the and those sirens go off, and like, does this? Do you sort of think about life entirely differently? Does your sort of mental attitude towards everything just change when you when you have that experience over there? I, I think um, it's safe to say that yes, um, because. I noticed I started not taking things for granted as much. I appreciated life uh, much more, and especially being on the medical side and seeing uh, the travesties and what happens um, yeah. from enemy fire and um, just from the enemy. It's uh, it puts your life into perspective to see how precious and um, how frivolous other stuff can be in general. Well, and that uh, then before we get to video games, uh, speaking of frivolous, <laughs> uh, but you you suffered a serious injury in Iraq, did you not? Uh, I, yeah, I I had um, by my own ignorance almost to say uh, I was not wearing my belt or I did not have my helmet strapped properly because I was being a RT, um, basically a radio operator, and uh, we took. Two mortar rounds that land on the outside, and they had swerved, and it blew me. I guess I don't know. I want to say it blew up, but it popped me up, and I came down on my head on the gunner stand, so it knocked me out. Um, and that was, you know, I feel stupid because I did that kind of to myself by not restraining myself, you know. So but, your, your helmet came off in the yeah, air, and I hit my head on the the in the M wrap on the steel and that oh. stuff. So you know that's my own stupidity as i like to call it but that tells you how quickly things can go south you know even if you know you're prepared 
So, yeah, definitely, you know, I learned a great deal that um, there's rules in um, uh, training for a reason. reason. Yeah, so, I mean, definitely those kind of things. And from those, uh, the constant bumping up and down and that stuff, the body wears you down. And which, you know, I I had back surgery recently. And, um, you know, they said over time, you know, because of that stuff, the the back wore down and gave out. And so, you know. We're just very happy that I'm here to be with you today. And yeah, you're—I mean, you're a young guy. You're yeah. in your 30s. You're not—I mean, <laughs> but it's—it's—you know—you could have. You were almost probably. You, you were probably one angle away from not being here at all. If that—if your head had hit in a different place, I would have to guess. Yeah, for, I mean, I. I don't remember most of all of it because I knocked myself out like an idiot. Um, but uh, yeah, I just—it uh, was good, you know. Uh, it's. I'm just happy I was able to continue on and, you know, um, able to push through. And uh, I had lots of fun to say. People think that's kind of weird when you're over there serving and that stuff. But I had a lot of fun with um, my brothers. You're allowed to have fun. Yeah. I mean, it's a serious, it's (laughs) the most serious job there is, really. But. It's okay to have fun, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, did you guys have games over video games over there, uh, over on your uh, particular tour? Um, so we we actually um, didn't have a, a bunch of game systems. There was one Xbox 360 someone brought over. Yeah, because this. So uh, well, you said 2009 was yeah. your. So w- w- was it that time frame? Yes. 2009. So yeah, and I had a laptop, a gaming laptop, yeah. which I was playing Witcher Three on because I was like, oh, pure high def. Witcher Two at that point, I think. Uh, I was right? playing Witcher One. Witcher One, okay. Yeah, Witcher One, and that was my big thing. And my laptop was so huge; it was that monster <laughs> 17 inch with all the. And I remember my XO. He's like. What are you bringing there? The whole kit and caboodle? Because I had this huge laptop bag with all my bags. and they Probably just, a big brick charger yeah, with it, too. They're like, what the heck? You know? and I was like, i got to have my games, you know? That was my downtime, so it was nice. So uh, when, when you get home mm-hmm. and you've, you've, you've been through uh, this, I mean, does, does your... Again, does your perspective change again from from not only it changed when you got there and sort of saw the reality of what life is, what that situation was like after you've been through that kind of experience on uh, on with the mortar and you get home, is life different again? Life is different. Um, I I feel lucky and privileged that I got to come home. Um, I know some of my other brothers and sisters carry deeper wounds and scars, the things that they dealt that was worse. And so um, I personally thankful that my situation's not as worse as there. So I, I don't take for granted what I have. I'm thankful every day I get to wake up, I get to step on free soil, I get to talk to people, I get to help people. And I know being able to actually enjoy life is something I appreciate far more than I did before I ever joined the service. And I think that's the biggest thing I can take away from my service is that life isn't free. Life is precious and life is short. So it brings us to, brings us to video games. You know, you come back cause that's, 
that's because uh, you're you are you are retired now. Is that correct? Uh, Other than your your work with Operation Supply Drop, right? I, I'm a full time student, um, and I'm retired. I'm just enjoying life now, uh, volunteering for Operation Supply Drop. So, so you are active in the video game. How, how did have you always been? You said you had a, or there was a 360 at the base, but. Yes. Uh, have you always been an Xbox guy? Um, actually, before Xbox, I was a huge Sega fan. Yeah. So um, I love Sega to death. Uh, I mean, Dreamcast, Saturn, Genesis, oh, going all the way? All the way. I was Master one. System? You're a little young. You might be a little young for Master I, System. I, I'm a few years older than yeah. you, and even it's, I'm, yeah. I'm on the edge of Master System. I got the garage sale edition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I got my Saturn day one and my Dreamcast day one. And so, yeah, definitely some great systems ahead of their times and yes. their elements. And uh, but great vision, um, poorly executed, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I just really love Sega um, a whole lot back then. So uh, do you do you play the military first person shooters, or do you just laugh at them and be like, no, that's 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 dumb, that's ridiculous. I, I, I play first person shooters. Um, I played military ones closest one that comes to about as realistic as you can get is the Battlefield series. Um, but since I've been out, I don't play a whole lot. Um, Call of Duty, you know, I might hop on with friends if they ask. Yeah. And I, I, I've just disassociated myself with a lot of those now versus like Halo and Gears. Those are different to me because yeah. the realism factors and, I mean, the Battlefield 1 opening, like I literally had to set down the controller. I was just like, wow, that's that took me back you wow. know it was just kind of like wow that's surreal almost like a saving private ryan intro yeah so uh so yeah you're 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 very vocal in the in the xbox community you you enjoy xbox that's that's what i like about you from from having gotten to know you a little bit is you and i i, I assume it's that it's your it's your world perspective that sort of allows you to feel this way you, you actually you just you enjoy xbox you enjoy other games too but you don't you don't enjoy things at the expense of others, and that's what I think. Does does, does when you're out there on social media, uh, which we all are, does does do you just kind of like shake your head in in disbelief at some of the some of the, the the let's say the quality or lack thereof of the discourse that's that's in the gaming community? Uh, very much so. Um, I have caught myself just like, wow, I, seriously? It, it, you just look at it and it's like, there is things much greater going on in life than um, this tweet that someone put out and you're just like, you're going to attack that tweet about someone right. or this game for this or, I mean... It's just kind of ridiculous. Uh, a thing that I take a hold is Phil Spencer once said that you know there's great games out there. You know we're you know there's no console wars or none of that stuff. Just let gamers be gamers. Enjoy games, whatever platform you choose. You know there's great quality content on each. I've always taken that to heart because there's great quality content on any platform Absolutely. or anything that you want. And as being a gamer, first and foremost, you can't say, oh, 
only good content's on this one. <laughs> You're losing out on great stories and great experiences on everything else. And that's why I f- found it funny, you know, with the whole PSVR thing. And I was just like, hey, I'm excited. This is absolutely. A new, it's a new experience. It's a, it's a, yeah, absolutely. So, and that's that's kind of why um, I started doing, you know, the docs, little snippets and that stuff to try to give a unbiased per se um, yeah. perspective, just a real. Um, perspective and people always wonder doc why do you do podcast and that stuff and i took a break from podcast because it was getting really biased you know these um, a little too serious yeah a little too serious there's no fun you know and that's why uh when i came back to txr podcast and it was the fun was back i was able to have that fun opinion it wasn't just straight centric one you know we're able to have fun converse it's games yes. you know it's like let's have they're fun they're toys yeah exactly they're toys it's like my Tonka toy grew up to be a fun <laughs> yeah. thing and so let's just to be totally fun. interactive exactly and, and it's like I come home from a long day of work or you just had a really bad day and you're like I just want to melt away let me delve into this wonderful story and just associate with these characters you know it transport me and you know that's what it's about for me and i know many gamers they reach out and it's like thank you doc for that perspective it's like that's why i play games i just want to have fun i want to connect with my partner i yeah. want to connect with my kids and you know we don't need the childish banter the you know the attacks the verbal abuse you know the racism that stuff needs to go away between games because games is a pure fun experience for us and that's that's a huge issue with me and i I, that's one thing that's plagued the communities and that's why i started doing what i've been doing within the community because i want to create positive change makers i want change makers in the community so yeah i mean i feel like all of us could do well to even take a look at the Operation Supply Drop page. And even, even just looking at it might, might hopefully make people think... I mean, I think most of our audience are going to be good people. I mean, we've, we weed out the bad ones. <laughs> we I mean, we, I guess we can't stop anybody from listening to this, but uh, even taking a look at the Operation Supply Drop page might just make somebody stop and think about, well, gee, maybe I shouldn't go you know, flame this guy on Twitter or in the IGN comments over some silly video game thing. What, when it helped, when you have the perspective of, wait a second, there's, there are veterans who have, uh, whether they, maybe they have physical injuries, maybe they have a PTSD situation where maybe, you know, there, there are other, as you said, greater things in life where actually video games can be super helpful to people instead of being this strange pardon the term, but war yeah. that, that these, these people, that some people take it as, right? Right. And I totally, um, totally agree with you. And that's what I love about Operation Supply Drop, because it allows us that connection and enables us to have fun. And gaming is that catalyst. Gaming is so fun. It's so It's pure. inclusive, yes, right? Exactly. And, you know, people, you know, I, I, I hope they understand that we don't see systems and that whole thing we see it just gaming yes and as veterans that we utilize gaming as you know a way to connect with each other to rehabilitate and to further you know our friendships and our lives on a personal journey do you uh do you 
play stuff on Xbox Live or get together with with uh, fellow veterans? All the time. That's a big thing I love doing. And that's one of our things um, at the local team's level. Uh, when we meet up, we exchange all our gamer tags on. And we just, um, when we're at home, you know, hey, let's play a game. Yeah. And while we're playing a game, hey, how you doing? Uh, is everything okay? Um, is there something I can do to help you right now? You know, it's just that connection because that's where games has helped us fill that void. And because many veterans don't want to come outside their homes. So right. this is a great connection tool to ensure, you know, because depression, PTSD, and sure. all that stuff is a major issue. But games have allowed us to intervene in that avenue. And now, uh, I mean, it just. On the Xbox side specifically, you know, you are you play everything, but you are an, uh, definitely an Xbox fan. You've got the uh, the groups that yes. are now built into to Xbox Live, so you guys can you can utilize that, right? Exactly, and we're looking to further that even more and build all across uh, the world. Since we are an international organization for Operation Supply Drop, now we can connect all the veterans, and this is gonna. Uh, lead in for us actually help with our esports that's um, launching next year. So I'm, you know, veterans based thing. So we'll be able to have tournaments now. And so veterans and active duty military can actually feel, you know, a part yeah. of something special, you know, that competitive nature that we have while we're in the service can continue in a different spectrum. That's cool. Uh, now I know, like, I mean, we know Phil listens, we know uh, Mikey Barra from the platform team listens, and Mike helped. I think you you probably connect with Mike on Twitter, right? Correct. He helped build all the groups. You know, it's his yeah. team. So I wonder if Mike even considered the awesome way that you are that you and your fellow veterans are putting the Xbox Live groups feature to you. So, Mike, I want you to reach out to Jeff and see if there's any way that uh, you guys can tweak groups further for to to better serve veterans because i i just think that's a that's an awesome thing that you're doing with that using using games not only to sort of solidify friendships but as you say to help each other out you know just to check in on each other and and sort of have a a a stress-free shared experience like like a game can provide exactly and i mean Kudos to Mike and his team. I know they worked tirelessly on this, and I was very excited when they announced it. And I really went to the think tank on, um, you know, and then just we all started brainstorming in uh, the teams and the organization just how we could utilize different functions. And uh, I'm just really excited that, you know, the gaming is moving in a very positive direction for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll wrap up. What, What are you playing right now? Uh, so I just downloaded Battlefield One. I just finished Gears of War Four. Yep, Epic. we're gonna we're gonna do the, the so there's, it's gonna be the end of this episode will be our spoiler cast. So if you haven't finished it yet, you can just stop when we get to it. Non spoiler. What did you think of of Gears Four? Uh, it it helped a lot. It, um, and it just it moved me. To be honest, I, I was moved by the story and it's, the bridging of the yeah, of the gears the, generations. Yes, exactly. I thought and they handled it so well. Exactly. Coalition did a wonderful job. Yeah, it, and it was beautiful. And I I played it on Xbox Play Anywhere, so I played it on my PC. Yeah, I saw you have you got a pretty sweet uh, PC gaming setup. So you yeah you were, you were you had it dialed up. Yeah, it, it, it was amazing. It's really good on PC. Like yes. you know, Forza had a little trouble out of the gate on PC and. Uh, 
uh, ReCore and Quantum Break. Actually, they, you know, they've been a little bumpy on PC out of the gate, but boy, Gears oh. right out of the gate is pretty sick on PC. Yeah, it was spectacular. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, just breathtaking. I'm like, that's the way to do 4K. <laughs> what is Jeff Bartram's game of the year so far? If we, if we, if we cut 2016 off today and say, oh. that's it. It's going to be Gears of War 4 right now. Yeah? Yeah, that's, that's my game of the year right now. It's a solid choice. We've got to get some Horde going. Uh, I, I, I just hit um, uh, 10, so nice. uh, round 10, and then I, I quit. <laughs> it's, well, I can go on for a couple exactly. hours, as you know. Like, I, I, was, uh, I made it to Wave. I was doing, uh, I think it was like Wave 43 or something. And I looked at like, oh my god, it's been two and a half hours. <laughs> but it, you don't even realize it. It's exactly. just, it just goes right by. All right, so operationsupplydrop.org. Correct. Vettober, V-E-T-O-B-E-R, is that correct? Is correct. October sort of a, a particular uh, month of significance? Yes, it's our uh, main fundraising uh, month. We're trying to hit our goal of 250000 and uh, so we can continue doing our mission for the next year to help veterans. And that's a, that's and a worldwide goal. Exactly. Tw- one big 250K goal. Correct. So we go on the website, we can donate money very easily correct uh there's uh, a warehouse address if we want to mail you know uh are, are 360 games helpful maybe if yes. i have if i've sort of moved on to xbox one and i've got a stack of 360 games are those still uh, oh, useful very or do much want- so yeah very much so just send them in and i mean streamers they love to help out too we we have streamers that love to stream and raise money for us too so yeah that's on the website as well controllers probably yes, any controllers. you know systems maybe you know maybe you had two xbox 360s one maybe one was in your living room one was in a bedroom we can send those in just there's a whole list on whole the list website okay that, great that we um that we're in need of and so just go right down that list anything on there go ahead and send in that's great. I mean, it's uh, we don't ask the unlocked audience for a lot. I mean, you guys are good people. I want you to at least go to the website, operationsupplydrop.org. Take a look. See if you might uh, want to help out in some way or another. Jeff, I, I just personally appreciate uh, you. I, think, I, I see you as the right kind of video game fan and the right kind of Xbox fan. I, again, most of this audience is great. Uh, but, you know, being out on social media, uh, particularly when, you know, hey, I, I work at IGN, so it's a, it's, a big, it's a big site. And, you know, I, I hear and get tweeted a lot of things at right. me, some of which, you know, make me want to hit the mute or the block button. And I just appreciate your, your attitude towards things. I mean, uh, you, you have a perspective that not many of us have because of your life experiences. And it's just I, when I talk to you, when I see your tweets, it reminds me that, oh, yeah, like... These are these are video games. These are toys. It's fun to be excited about toys, but maybe we we don't have to all take them so seriously all the time because they are toys. They are entertainment products that anybody. It doesn't matter what what plastic toy box they're on. Exactly, and I mean people work hard on these, and so yeah. you always got to think there's other people behind it that actually poured many hours of their life and separated from their families to create these you know the family time was lost just to create this experience that's so a, that's, that's a always point. in the back in the mind it's like okay that's how i look at everything objectively it's like someone sacrificed a lot for to make this that's so. a great point i mean we talk about that in the office sometimes of you know 
I'll use I'll use No Man's Sky as just a recent very high profile example, right. not an Xbox game, obviously, but you know, twelve or so people spent four years of their lives uh, figuratively bleeding right. for that game, and then for it to come out and and uh, like okay, it's it, it may not be perfect and it may not quite have lived up to the idea that people had in their heads, but for for some of the the vitriol to be what it is, and uh, you know, yeah, people invested. You know, it's you work hard for four years, and then some. You know, inconsiderate person on Twitter or a message board is just like, "I hope all of these guys lose their jobs." Like, no, that's that's not okay. No. That's not the right way to enjoy games. So, huh. I appreciate you leading by example, and uh, I appreciate your service, and I appreciate what you're doing with Operation Supply Drop, and I just think you're a, a positive voice and a positive uh, example in the community. And I, I thank you for coming up here. You made a trip up here. Uh, I know you've got some other promotional uh, tour spots to hit. You're going to be, you're going to be visiting uh, Machinima and some other, some other game outlets. So just thank you so much for coming. It's great to, this is the first time you and I have met in person. Yes. So this is a treat for me. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much. And again, operation supply or vettober. Is that .org as well? Correct. Vettober.org. Yes. Just pick one. Go there, take a look, see if you can help. And we'll be right back with the rest of Unlocked right after this. All right, Gears Spoiler Cast. Turn back now. Turn the show off if you haven't finished Gears 4 uh, or just whatever. Listen to the spoilers. You've been warned. Yeah. So, we love the game. Yes. Yeah. We love the heck out of it. Marty and I were kind of on the same page, and it seems like a lot of other people in the office as well, where the first, like, two acts, I was like, I don't know if I like this. And then it got to, like, a partway through three, and I was like, oh, I love yeah. this. See, I really liked the prologue stuff of how they the kind of walked you back through yeah. the first three games, but in from, like, a different perspective. Yeah. I really appreciated yeah. that. Where if you're a new player, it sort of helps ground you a little bit. But if you're a returning Gears fan, yeah, like, oh, it this gives you a, something yeah. new as well. Yeah. You get to play as a karma. I thought the prologue was awesome. Like part of my complaints with the early parts were, you know, the, the city that you're in, that settlement city. Yeah, there's no one in it. I would have just liked to have more world building. It was like I was just shooting yeah, the same enemies over fair. and over. So it was like this feels repetitive already. Like I I don't like it. But then when it gets to the point where I mean, it's pretty you, much when Marcus when enters. you get Marcus back I yeah. think yeah. is where I started well yeah. no you're right because also Marcus's house was really cool yeah but it was just a lot of the start was you just shooting the same yeah. stuff repeatedly I, mean, I really love the symmetry of the story where you sort of start in a robo town and then you go to a, a dark chase with wind things yeah. and you have to go literally down into a pit yeah to get Marcus, and then afterwards Come you literally up. get out of the pit. You do another dark thing with wind, and then you're in a town, a sunny town at the end of the game. Totally I'm like, true, I'm yeah. totally feeling yeah. it. Yeah, I was so happy that Marcus was in most of the game. Yes. Yeah, I, he, John DiMaggio is great. That character is great. Although I real, I was, you know, I we said it over and over. At least I did on. Uh, I wasn't impressed, or I wasn't blown away with the original E3 reveal. Same. Yep. And I, I wasn't feeling these new characters. But after playing the game, I love them. I, I love Dell and JD yeah. and, Kate. and Kate. I think their, their dynamic is great. I love their sort of... Some people didn't like the humor at all. I, I loved it. I think it, it got better. Like yeah. everything in the game, there was I stuff think that everything I, gets better. I agree. There was yeah. stuff that I really didn't like, which was like... 
I could guess what the joke bo- was before the joke happened. Yeah. And that annoyed me. It was like stuff like, uh, Kate was like, how are you going to do that? And then Marcus just holds up a grenade. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I guess that works. And I was like, obviously she was going right. to say that. Like, I hate <laughs> that. And there's one part where she's like, wow, this museum sucks. So, like, they're walking through this decrepit thing. And it's like, you're obvious. Just don't. But then I think it got better. I laughed really hard at the uh, rock, paper, scissors joke. Yeah. yeah it was, was really like, good. yeah, but to you, it's rock, paper, paper. Like, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really cute. <laughs> yeah. And there was stuff in the later parts that the I The ongoing really irony funny. thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's now, not ironic. That, yeah, that no, is that's ironic. Actually, ironic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. But. And I really liked how uh, JD and Kate's relationship is so subtle. It's yes. like they are dating, but that's neither here nor there because this is about saving your father and mother yeah. and trying to save the world. Which is very similar to Marcus and Anya. Yeah. It was like, yeah, they're dating, but no, no one really comments on it. It's yeah. just kind of there. Yeah. I thought that was cool. You don't want a romantic story out of Gears of War, I don't think. I was so relieved that Marcus didn't die. I was so worried that he would. They, they did a good... I was, too. I mean, because they, they literally have, like, death animation. He's there dead. I know. And yeah. they, they, they did a good that job of selling it. freaked me out, man. Where I was just like... Well, my honest thought when he when you find him when you pull him out of the pod, I was like, they can't kill off Marcus Phoenix like this. Like this. Yeah. Yes, that was my thing. It can't. It, it can't happen. You this don't way. have Marcus Phoenix war hero on his back just with his mouth open and his eyes open just laying there. I was like, that is not the yeah. way he. Died. I mean, Dom Dom took one for the team yes. and yeah. sacrificed himself. In this and- trilogy, Marcus is absolutely going to die. That's going to happen. For oh yeah, we're gonna. You, no, we you are going. We are in the next. No, it, on this generation of consoles, we are going to witness the death of Marcus Phoenix. I absolutely think that. What, is Master Chief going to die too? That's different. That's different because he'll die, and then we could play as everyone's favorite character, Locke. Shh, no, <laughs> no, you stop that. I think Locke is going to die, but it has to happen in a dumb kind of way. But I also think that in a dumb kind of way just I, make me think of dominant. I, I don't want him to die in some submissive dumb. way. I want him to die in a dominant way. <laughs> But uh, it was switch. kind of the, a submissive thing yeah. where he's just lying yeah, on the ground. Uh, the coughing part, though. I I feel like he's infected. Yeah. I, I, the thought crossed my mind. So for mind. the rest of the game, he sort of has these moments where he's like hacking up blood. And, you know, it only yeah. happens twice, which yeah. I have to credit them for because it wasn't like super blatant. They didn't yeah. make it really like, hit you over the head with it. Yeah, it was just like, ooh, yeah. that's a thing. Yeah, so that's... Like, oh, let's get to the... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the three big things that I think are going to continue on to Gears 5 are that... Uh, that moment where uh, you have the sort of tension or the little spike go through the DB and then the yeah, DB because that only happens oh, once oh yeah. yeah yeah and then it gets infected and so you're like okay we're going to be seeing swarm DB hybrids yeah. I think because we get that glimpse of only once in the last act you come upon a fight where the DBs are fighting the swarm yep. and I yeah. was like I hope this is the rest of the act and it wasn't what did you do there Ryan? Marty uh, and I both waited we, we literally I didn't waited it because yeah. I, I was like I had my gun up and I was like, oh, wait, they're fighting each yeah, other. Yeah, I was in cover. I'm like, I don't think anyone noticed <laughs> me. I'm not going to do anything. It took a while, and then awesome. a Guardian noticed me. I which think, was so. super cool. It was really cool. Um, and then, obviously, finally, that, that final shot, which is super cool. I bet 10% of people understood what that was, honestly. So I, <laughs> I'm going to make a confession. I'm like... I think that's the locust symbol, but I had to go online yeah. and double check. I, I literally Google image search locust, Gears of War locust yeah. lo- icon or something. I was like, okay, okay it was. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't guess that. My like, memory's not that bad. Oh, no, I totally didn't. I feel like I, I didn't see that coming. stuff a lot, and then I get really disappointed. Yeah. I had no clue. It was like, well, obviously <laughs> they've taken Reyna for some reason, but I never pieced together that it could be locust queen. So, yeah, sh- so Kate is the locust queen's granddaughter. Yes. Mm-hmm. So now That's I'm thinking that the swarm are going to be chasing her. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I wonder what they it is about that, that 
bloodline line, but it's the theory is that I don't know if this has ever been confirmed that the woman who became the Locust Queen was originally like Mira, was right? Mira, she, yeah, yeah, but she was a geologist. She was a human, and then she was basically turned into a locust. And maybe it's just something about that family that means that they are compatible with that, like a blood type. Like uh, I don't know how that works. <laughs> hey, hey, Kate, uh, probably shouldn't mention that my dad, Marcus, over there. Killed your mom. Your grandma. <laughs> She's not necessarily dead. Mira? Yeah. What? He stabbed her. Yeah, people. She's pretty what, dead. I think she's real dead. I, I Super think she's dead. dead I think but she's it, it wasn't dead. like 100%. It wasn't like dome levels of confirmed. She didn't blow up in a giant dome levels explosion. of confirmed. How confirmed? <laughs> Maria levels of confirmed. Maria levels of confirmed. <laughs> Maria levels of confirmed. Dust she's in the wind. Real dead. Uh. What else yeah, is so, oh, Anya. We need to hear more about Anya. Well, I, I mean, so I missed the first time through uh, at Marcus's house. Yeah. I, I missed, missed that the gate mm-hmm. so where did, you could go I did, in. I missed that three times. <laughs> so you can go, before you go into the house and actually see Marcus, you can go into a gate and you get to a grave. And there's a short scene where uh, JD uh, wipes the, the leaves off a grave and it's Anya's grave. Yeah. You have a very quiet moment there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a good scene, too. I, yeah. I watched it on uh, on IGN's mm-hmm. wiki. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't really touch on what happened to her. Which I think is fine. We were talking about this. You didn't like that. And I think it's fine because I bet this happened a long time ago. And you wouldn't talk about it. Right. Like you complained about uh, in uh, Telltale's Batman game about how they keep bringing up the fact that Bruce's parents died when he was a kid. Right. And you're like, no one would bring this up 20 years later. I just want to know once. Like even if it had been in a flashback. But, like I want to know I, how she died. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I wonder. Invested. So uh, Marcus hadn't seen Cole or, or Baird. Yeah. In a long, long time by, you know, at least that's what I infer from, from when they reunite. And I wonder if it's, if that's, you know, Mark, if it's sort of a, uh, I hate to invoke this film because I hate it so much, but uh, Dark Knight Rises thing where when, when uh, the love of his life dies, he just, Marcus is like, oh, forget totally. it. I'm just retreating to yeah. my house and I'm never coming out. I think out. that is 100% that. Yeah, I think so too. Um, there's also a really good, if you trigger that. has a relationship with Bed though. Pardon me? He obviously still has some oh, yeah. level of a relationship. Yeah, yeah. and they're fine. Like, the, yeah. But it seems like he probably just... Wanted to be alone. Re- yeah, retreated. And there is, there's a line of dialogue that if you see the Anya cutscene when Marcus and JD are talking, uh, they say something about the grave and Marcus is like... JD... Or, oh, Marcus is like, when was the last time that you visited? Or JD was like, when was the last time you went to Anya's grave? And Marcus is like, like, yesterday. Every morning. And the day before for, that. Yeah. And the day before that. Which I think like, really have good. a little fight about it. Yeah. Which is super cute. Yeah. I also... I really liked the... I love the fact that the game, for all intents and purposes, the boss of the game is the Swarm Act fight at the end of Act 4. And that uh, so much of Act 5 is a, is a power trip. I yeah. was talking to Mitch about this. Yeah. R.I.P. I think we did. were talking about it yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, how it's like the opposite of Quantum Break, right? Like we've spoken about that before, how the, the last act of that is just very, very hard and annoying. Yeah. Because they just made it so difficult. Yeah, we're about out of time, but yeah, like I'm... I, couldn't agree more like i i've seen it time i'm not a game designer mm-hmm. but i get annoyed time and again in what i consider to just be a trope of mm-hmm. okay well i don't know how to end my campaign here like gameplay wise so so real hard i'm gonna yeah. make you run the gauntlet of everything you've already done but yeah. like more of it and harder i don't like that game no, design i don't like, I, do, I like they even like, do that in skylanders man <laughs> they do that in skylanders yeah a i like the fact that gears for it just you yeah you're right it kind of peaked like if you you beat that uh, swarmac yeah. yeah it was that from was there the it was just fight. like all right well, now we're gonna make you 
super powerful, put you in this giant mech, and you're just going to wreck shit it's, for the it's, rest it's of the game. Is he going to rip off the helicopter propellers and <laughs> fucking it? Yeah. something with yeah. it? Like, it was it, so it good. Me, it's like Super Metroid when you get that beam at the end. And you're like, yes. all right, this is good. You can murder everything you want yes. for the rest of the game. And I'm like, but oh, I that's great. Like I was just smiling it's, that it's, entire yeah. Games are fun, and it, I like when you're rewarded for <laughs> at the end of a game. Like, the swarm fight it, was long and tough. Yeah. And I beat it, and they're like, all right, here you go. Yeah. Yeah, and you get reunited like, with the old crew, the old hogs. In that level where they had the the cover that moved because it was on chains. That was really cool. Was, I yes. thought that was cool. The chains that would go up yes. and down yeah. and you were using this cover. I could Absolutely. talk about this for a really long time. Yeah. It sucks uh, that today's so so, uh, so Gears 5, We so Marcus dies, yes or no? In, in five? five? I don't know. I kind of think six. I think five. Okay, I'm going to throw another one out. So no, we, no is what <laughs> maybe un, totally undecided. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, next question. Gears 5, will there be significant amounts of gameplay with uh, one or more members of Delta Squad? Will, will Cole and Baird, uh, was their cameo it in Gears of War 4, or are we going to see more of them in 5? I think we'll probably see more of them. I, think I don't it's think going, dramatically more, though. I think it's going to be a chief lock thing where there are almost two intersecting stories in the next game. That'd be cool. That would be okay, really and they're cool. They're going to be weaving in and because out, but they're going to be characters remember, are going to be split. Cole out. Cole says in this brief time in four, he was like, "Man, I like kind of miss these this. guys. Yeah, like yeah. I miss the locust." Yeah. yeah. So I would hope that Cole and Baird are yeah. going to be back you for more. The, the names of the mechs are uh, what is it, Jack Junior and Betty, Betty Two. Two. Yeah, yes. that was really cute. So yeah, yeah, I thought that was great. And and as everybody per- predicted instantaneously. DB's totally stood for Demon Bear. Bear the I whole time. I didn't guess that at all. <laughs> I'm just an idiot when it comes to guessing things while I'm experiencing something, but that totally, I was like, oh, I had no idea there, when I found great. it. I was like, that's so smart. I was like, I was not expecting Baird to be a bald guy with a goatee, like a nightclub bouncer. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was uh, kind of really weird. I like the conflict between years Baird and JD. Time. I like that a lot because yes. uh, JD totally has reason to hate Baird. He made the DBs that are killing all of his friends yeah. effectively. It's yeah. like, I, I like that. It's good. So, uh, we all loved it. Yeah. it is, uh, the, the Force Awakens thing is 100%. That is, it, that is such is an apt comparison. Just such a... I mean, I loved Halo 4. I loved how uh, 343 sort of took the mantle and made 4 a sort of very personal Master Chief story. And then I absolutely hated the, the story. Cool. Yeah. The story of Halo 5. Uh, I really think Coalition deserves a lot of credit yeah. for how they've, how they've carried on and... Move both move the universe, the story forward, while also sort of keeping it, mm-hmm. keeping one arm around our old friends yeah. and, and these I characters. Feel like they kind of played it safe, but I'm yeah, I'm fine with that actually. Like, for now, like Force Awakens, yeah, yeah. yeah. For now, also um, it should be mentioned that multiplayer is awesome and oh, works so very yeah. very well. Yep. And I think right Horde is a lot easier than it was the first time that I played it. Pump up the difficulty yeah, level. That's, <laughs> that's all you got to do. Yeah. But I think Horde is still at its yeah, best Hordes. in this game. Yeah, it's so good. I also yeah. adore the fact that the story was only like seven hours. Yeah, it, was it really never good. outstayed its yeah. welcome. Like yeah, it, was, ended it was very, very well. I feel great right now. Yeah. Very, very well paced. Also, Oscar's never, still alive in the in the stinger. Yes. You yes. are never doing anything for, for too, too long. long. Yeah. they really kept the variety, and that that I think is such a key mm-hmm. to good shooter gameplay design. I really, really do. It's yeah, it's up there. It's one of my favorite games of the year. Yeah. yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Great job, Coalition. Yep. Uh, Should give we'll be, me more achievements for finishing a single player. We'll be playing, <laughs> we'll be playing multiplayer. We'll <laughs> be playing multiplayer for a while. Uh, so, hope you enjoyed the brief, semi brief spoiler yeah. cast. We hit on everything. We'll be talking about this more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to keep playing it yeah. for yes. a month. So, uh, thanks, everybody, and we will see you back for the rest of regular non spoilery podcast Unlocked next week. Bye, guys. Greetings.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.